0: Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBod.me slash Zabe. That's fitbo T B slash Zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, not only do the winners write the history books, but outcomes drive narratives in sports. It's just the way it is. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions after 50 years. My thoughts on the game, the halftime show, and everything else. Also, Scott Lynn's standard death nightmare, me watching the game in a home gymnasium, and Glenn Eunice, Ed Reed's right-hand man in Miami. Your bonus, 45 minutes of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Tuesday, February 4th, 2020, thank you for downloading and thank you for understanding the fact that I just couldn't put out a quality podcast like I would like to the night after the Super Bowl. We had a great event, a great little promotion I whipped up at the last minute, basically because we had nothing else planned and it was let Zabe crash your Super Bowl party, big game party. And we had uh, our winner, quote-unquote winner, and they did win free meats and free pizzas. But really, we were the winners just to get to go to this party. Uh, We went to Brian and Rebecca Dombrowicki in um, Brookfield, Wisconsin, their house. And it was amazing. I'm going to post the video on Twitter tonight. As soon as I'm done recording this podcast, you can see a little taste of what it was like. What a great home this was. They had bought this 1950s ranch on about two acres, tore it down, and built a whole new custom house that had its own little, quote, field house or barn in honor of the old barn up at the University of Wisconsin at Madison, which was basically a big indoor two-story room that has a basketball hoop for their two sons to shoot on and is long enough for them to throw batting practice in a netted-in hitting cage or hitting tunnel for their baseball career all year long and they also can hold parties like for the super bowl he had a projector that he mounted on a pole and then projected a huge 300 inch image of the game itself the super bowl game and it was great and it was like it was only like a 500 hundred dollar projector but anyway they were wonderful hosts and as i told uh, as I told them, I said, you know, people probably think you're flat out crazy, right? Brian, that when you are like, Oh yeah, look at this. I've got a mini gymnasium in my house. Uh, the bottom line is he said, you know what? It's been worth every penny because we use it all the time, not just for basketball, not just for baseball batting practice, but for a bunch of other events. And as I looked at it, I said, man, you know, this can't be much. I'm, I'm not going to ask you how much it costs. I wasn't going to be like Dwight Schrute at the uh, the David Wallace's house during the house party, you know, trying to shake loose uh, railings and asking how much money he paid for the house. But I looked at it and I said, this couldn't have cost any more than a custom in-ground pool. And yet it is way more functional than that. It is, it'd be used way more and provide much more joy and fun to the family and entertainment. It was very cool. So we were very lucky to go to that party, met a lot of good people uh, that listened to my show on 97.3 The Game, and I really appreciated everybody. And just to be good around you know, young teenagers who are full of energy and life and didn't care too much about the game itself, which is fine. Josh, my producer, saw one of the teenage girls in the garage by herself, and he's like, what are you doing? you making a TikTok? And she's like, Yeah. He's like, what are you making? She's like, I don't know. I'm stuck for ideas. (laughs) Ah, yes. The youth of tomorrow making TikTok videos. As for the game itself, it was a great game. And it had a lot to chew on. And because of that, why don't I just call my next guest? It's been a while. I know you're going to say, oh, my God. Zabe, that's Andy's music. Ah. Ah. Well, I don't have music for our next guest. Glenn Eunice. You know Glennie. He's the guy who was nice enough to take me to the World Series. The Zabecast. G-Unit Radio, my man. I hope you don't mind I'm using Andy Polin's music, but since you're going to be a semi-regular, you need to pick some theme music. What do you want? Uh-oh.
1: Something a little more gangster, you know, because that's how I roll. Oh, you, certainly don't like, not old,
0: you don't like the Tonight man Show, huh? <laughs> Hello. No, <it's> <laughs> yeah, this is very old man. All right, well, you think about it, and by the next time I have you on, then we will uh, have much better music. Indeed, my friend. Okay. Uh, Glenn, as you may have known from our previous chat, longtime former producer of mine many, many years ago, turned into a nice radio broadcaster of his own Volition, still dabbles in it from time to time, but really is now spending time with his own production and marketing company and is closely working with Ed Reed on a variety of Red Reed's off-the-field ventures. I did see where he was mm-hmm. just named chief mm-hmm. of fucking staff at mm-hmm. the U. I wonder who did that deal. Weird. <laughs> that was a Glenn Eunice special? Indeed. Uh, Congratulations to both Ed and yourself. So let's let's talk about this. Um, What is he going to do? What is chief of staff exactly?
1: Yeah. So chief of staff is um, probably going to be a new role around NCAA. It'll be interesting to see if this sort of spawns more of these type of positions. Um, Special advisor to the head coach if you will is a is sort of a, a another name or another sort of role that encapsulates what's he did, what's he, what he's going to do um he will not be a coach you know that's reserved for 10 coaches and a and a head coach for 11 total that's a very specific ncaa thing i'm, Im-, uh, I'm embarrassed
0: not- to say glenn who's the head coach there now
1: manny diaz manny diaz who, um was there and it's not embarrassing to say it's it's the state of the university of miami now that you wouldn't know because they've fallen off Uh, manny was the d coordinator there under mark Richt. uh manny is uh has a really good strong resume as a defensive guy and now as the head coach of miami um his father was the mayor of miami so he's sort of you know ingrained in that in that world down there as well defensive coordinator under mark Richt took The head coaching job at Temple days before Mark Rick decided to retire, um, Mark Rick retired and the university was able to be nimble enough and work with Temple to go get Manny to be their head coach. That's right. It was a really big deal.
0: Yeah, they got a U-turn on it. So now here's what if uh, my first thought on this was a brilliant idea. That a guy like Ed Reed adds cachet, credibility, reputation, sizzle, all that stuff that today's young people want the recruits to make the program back to what it was. That's great. He can also be a a guy that can go, you know what? Here's what we should do. This is what players will respond to. Here's a little thing we can do. Okay, that's all great. Then my other thought was – Shit, what coach in college football, D1 coach, wants a guy like Ed Breathing Reed. that
1: guy, breathing down
0: his neck. Yes, exactly. So it would have to be a lot of trust. There has to be a lot of trust. Or Manny, Manny Diaz is just not big enough that he was going to be told, well, this is how it's going to be. You're just going to have to work with him.
1: So he's the one who reached out initially and was like, you know, let's do this together. So it, it had to be the right trust, as you said, and had to be nice. the right coach to understand. So that that's a big part of it. Um, the other part is this is not a figurehead position. He's going to dive in again. He cannot be on the field coaching the players. That's not what this role is. He's sort of advising the head coach, coaching the coaches, if you will, looking at film, looking at things, um, looking at it at a higher level. Hey, when I played, when, you know, Ed and talking as Ed, when I played, we had the thing called the toilet bowl, which means if you didn't play on Saturday, you were sure as hell playing on Sunday, and you were hitting as hard on Sunday in the toilet bowl Ooh. with the backups, as you were, you know, things like that. Right, building the culture, building the camaraderie, building the depth. Hey, on film study, you've got guys lining up here, and they should be three inches over to the left and one foot to the right because of this, and all those things. Hey, coach, this scheme isn't working; it's too complicated for our players. Run this. This guy's more suited to do this. You know, really diving in and being a part. So that's really exciting for me to be a part of my guy going back to his university and affecting change in a major way.
0: Yeah, because the U has got to come back, Glenny. Yeah, it's well. Let me tell you what. Goddamn shame. Other
1: universities are going. Holy shit!
0: (laughs) They're like, uh oh. (laughs) Well, uh oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Here we go, Ed Reed. Okay, so you were in Miami uh, for the week uh, because. What's that? I said oh God, I'm exhausted. I can imagine. Uh and you, you did you did all you had to do and then you went home to watch the game on T V, which is where the game is meant to be played. I'm gonna give you I just told before I called you, I said where I watched the game, which was a very cool place with a big three hundred inch projection, high def T V on a wall. You're in Wisconsin, right? I'm Wisconsin, yeah. I was at a uh I was at a listener's Beautiful. house who has a mini gymnasium built mm. into his house. It's big enough for a regulation college three-point line and a basketball hoop. And you can Sounds shoot. like an idea for the Zeta State. Oh, God, it would be great. Will you ask my wife for me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll so. I'll you one minivan <laughs> and one podcast van. For... Exactly. I can't, tra- I can't trade for things she already doesn't really want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going backwards at light speed. No. Yeah. Um, so Scott <laughs> Lynn. Before yeah. we talk about the game and where you watch it. He walks
1: it. to a neighbor's house or something. I'm a listener. I know. He I like know. walks up the street or something.
0: I, but I want to tell it for the podcast listeners. Yeah, okay. This was stunning. Scott Lynn is such a nice guy and, frankly, a pussy, if I can call, say that on the podcast. <laughs> he went to a neighbor's house and watched the entire second half in standard definition.
1: That doesn't exist. That's, that's, that's for the show. That's not real life.
0: No, he said it was, and he said he didn't. Even speak they up. They have
1: the wrong channel on, or he, they well, have
0: an. This is the thing. I said, "How they get their TV?" And he said, "They have <laughs> cable." And I said, "Well, almost certainly." They don't sell a cheaper standard def package with their cable. It doesn't matter. It's all being delivered digitally yeah. anyway. So yeah. why, why would you not say anything? This is a neighbor who's a friend of your family's. Just say helpfully, oh, hey, neighbor, uh, be like Ned Flanders. Hotly ho there, neighbor. Looks like you got the old standard deferino going there. Here, let me just take that remote. I'll find you the high def channel. And you go click, click, click. You find the same version. And, and then you All go. All you got
1: to do is hit the OK button twice. Yes! You you the, like, what yes! do you, everyone knows this. Any remote-wielding man knows that. Just I know. do while they're not looking. Just go over to it and hit the button twice.
0: And and, and, and Scott just sat there and was such a nice guy. Didn't, didn't have Zero him change shit. the channel. Zero chance.
1: So what do you do on the replay on the Damon Williams touchdown <laughs> that probably should have been overturned when you can't see the angles?
0: You know what? I would have – I said I don't think he got in.
1: I don't think he got in either.
0: But I I wouldn't swear on my life to it because
1: – Yeah, and it's hard to overturn. The other thing is – the fo- I don't want to jump big. You're probably going to get here. But the Fox producers, they had the straight-on angle. They showed it to you once, then they went to all these other angles that didn't show you anything that you needed to see and kept telling us why the angles that they had weren't the right ones, but yet not showing the one <laughs> that was the right angle. I, I wanted know. to jump through my TV. We do this for a living. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Who in the truck is doing this? I, I hate you.
0: I know. It's so bad. And what, what absolutely slays me God. is is when you're showing a critical replay – when you get to the moment of truth, i.e., the four or five frames, go back and forth, back stop. and forth, back and forth. And stop. stop it right. Stop yes. it right there, and you stop. take the jog shuttle wheel and you go back, Thank forward, you. back. That's all that matters. Thank they let these plays run through, and I was like, "God, why are you doing this? You're killing me." Thank you. What is going on? I How know. do we know this? Well, they are in the business
1: too. These are real people. We know these people. Right. What, I don't
0: want and then uh, and then there are several other plays that are being talked about a lot, and we'll walk okay. through them one by one. Uh, Kittle's push-off at the end of the first half, that was OPI. I,
1: I hate that it was called. It was probably the right call. I wasn't happy at the time it was called. That's my analysis.
0: Right, and, and it was almost identical to the amount of separation achieved by one Kyle Rudolph, which was yes. not called in the game-deciding moment And for those that scream about that, I have a simple answer, and that is: this is what happens when you tell referees to take the fate of the outcome of the game in their hands. They won't do it. They won't do it when the game hinges on your call. But if it's a low leverage quarter, right, right, right. So a low leverage call like this was end of the first half. It's easier to call, and they're going to do that every time. This is why Vinovich and the game Glennie, didn't call. A, a arm to the helmet of Garoppolo late in the game. It's yep. why he didn't – nobody flagged the pretty rough knockout of bounds of Garoppolo, which usually gets flagged from the NFL yep. I watch.
1: But then also add to the fact that they can then say, well, we call it both ways. It's not just an offensive league. So they can bucket yeah. that and they can put that in their argument too. Right. But they do it, to your point, in a, in a lower – sort of risk L- element right. earlier in the game no right. doubt about
0: it right because at the end of the day they're humans and the human yeah. element is like god i really don't want to be the dick who decides the game no, even if, if i'm
1: called on their own like, even like if i'm right like
0: basketball <laughs> call your own shit yeah, can you no imagine chance. a call yeah, your no own chance. nfl <laughs> league oh no, for no god's sakes no chance. but
1: i do think i i agree with you mostly because your thoughts are smart and logical, but you are a little bit obsessed over killing replay. I'm not I saying am. you're wrong. No, you're just I am obsessed. insane about it, but I love it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely obsessed about it. Uh, someday our day will come. The revolution will succeed, and order will be re- – <laughs> The, <laughs> be re- the yeah. resistance. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm resisting like crazy against replay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, anyway, you know, kudos to Mahomes. Mahomes is such an amazing – Athlete, and I yeah. say athlete for a reason, Glenn. Because I'm sure you've seen by now his multiple sport exploits oh, on yeah. grainy home video that were played totally. during one of the pregame shows. There's pretty much nothing that he's bad at. Athletic. So it's
1: interesting you bring that up, though, because you know this as well as I do. A lot of these, especially football players, for some reasons, are so specialized yep. that they're actually spazzes when they go play like I don't know slow pitch softball um You know Ed is they can't, the opposite. They can't, they can't throw play, a ball. A baseball bat. Right. Ed Ed's the opposite. Ed Ed played all sports. He probably could have gone to college for baseball or basketball too. Uh, he's a good golfer like Mahomes. But some of these guys are spazzes. To your point, Mahomes is freaking sick. I mean, he is a sick.
0: You seen him hit a golf ball? I have, and It, Pound piss, town. it pisses me off. Yeah, pound Town. Yeah, you fucking dick. <laughs> there was a stat I saw, Glenn, that eight of the last nine Super Bowl MVPs have yeah. been drafted in baseball. Oh, drafted. Now the I bet you Flacco wasn't one of them. Uh, yeah, ding, ding, ding. There you go. The uh, yeah, although he can really play golf, he's good. I'm sure the and draft he's more athletic than you think. Right, but the draft is a million rounds long in baseball, so it's not yeah, the yeah. best uh, thing. And, and and Super Bowl MVPs are typically quarterbacks and quarterbacks Quarterbacks, typically have the most rounded athleticism to them but but that said you know here's the crazy thing about sports and you know this being around ed and just being a sports fan outcomes drive narratives and the outcome was so close to being exactly the opposite last night that if the niners go on a ground-based 80-yard touchdown drive Mahomes goes down as the big goat who couldn't deliver on the big stage, Mr. Fancy No-Look passes, terrible night, two picks, including the backbreaker, just over 55% completions. What happened to the great Mahomes? All
1: fluff, no substance. Yeah, yeah.
0: All it took was a couple of different play calls and maybe some ground and pound by Kyle Shanahan. The narrative is different. Everything is different. Garoppolo is not being talked about. Like, do we still have the receipt for this guy? Can we get our money back? <laughs> I totally, a thousand million percent agree with you. Uh, a couple of
1: different layers there. One is that whole results driven is the narrative thing. It drives me crazy with everything. Right? It's like, oh, well, we won, so we're great. It's like, actually, you sucked the entire game and got lucky because the other team sucked more, not in this case, but just in general. Right. So a thousand million percent. Also, I'm not fully buying the theme that like Kyle Shanahan's blown it in two games and all that. That's true, but I'm not like fully buying that. That said, run the ball, man. Like run the ball. At least you're burning clock. At the very least, you're going to get some maybe a first. But when they got the ball back with six minutes, and Aikman's like, okay, they're going to run it down their throat. Yeah. They'll let them or Aikman and, and, and Buck. And then they start throwing the ball with Grappolo. Grappolo throws it high over the middle. Then he gets hit, and then Jones tips it. And all of a sudden, it's like three and out. We got a punt. We we'll yeah. run the ball. You're burning another a minute and seventy minute fifty seconds, ninety seconds. Right. Uh, you, right. Two, you're, two you're, and a half minutes.
0: You're either going to make them f- use a couple timeouts, or you know, right. three three runs for zero yards still takes a minute and a half out of totally. the game. Totally. And up ten, that's a pretty valuable minute and a half. Hello. But there are people that are like, but look at the play on second and five. Uh, Kittle was on Suggs, who was completely lost. It was yeah. the right call. It just got, batted down. Wrong it just got, got batted, batted, batted down. It just got batted down. And I said, well, who the fuck uses that as a judgment? Shit gets batted down. It gets tipped in the air. Garoppolo might have been off target. Kittle might have dropped it. There's a million things. So in other words, which is why passing's harder than that's running, right. Which is why you run the ball. That's right, and, and if, if I, any of those yeah. things
1: happen, the clock stops. That's why you run it.
0: That there, there, you go. So, to me, running it three times, even for zero yards in a punt, correct, was the right strategic play. It was the right gamesmanship. But I know, play. you
1: know, I know. So I'm going to throw it, and it's like cut
0: it. I know, I know. Be aggressive. Hey, I'm
1: going to shoot this three in the corner. Try to stop it. <laughs> Bang in your face. Let's go. Run the ball.
0: Yeah, but it didn't happen. It, and uh no. and, and the other the other place that this game was won last night was back in the summer when the Kansas City Chiefs were seeing all these reports about Tyreek Hill and the audio came out from his mm. from about, you know, you should be afraid of me too, bitch, when he was like yelling at his yeah, yeah. baby mama. And the Chiefs who had quickly thrown Kareem Hunt out the door, like didn't even think, right? Yet he, they yeah. were like, "We can't lose two of those guys. Well, I think it was they knew <laughs> they knew that Kareem Hunt replaceable. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is a one-of-one one weapon of like yeah. there's no one else in the league like him. Uh, it's like Lamar. Yeah, right. and so what they did, it's like the Mahomes. chiefs. Right, so what the Chiefs did, and this, this was smart. This is not a criticism of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is what smart teams do. A, they realize who's replaceable and who's not. They never forget that. And secondly, they don't panic and make any rash moves based on what some fucking columnist is writing about. How dare the Chiefs have this guy <laughs> on their roster?
1: They mm-hmm. stayed
0: calm and they said, okay, let's see where this goes. If more shit comes out. If Tyreek kill can't control himself, then we're gonna then lose him. Then we make him. a move. Yeah, then, yeah. Then we're gonna lose him. Then, then events will overwhelm us. But we're but not let gonna the panic. Do it,
1: not us. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: So they stayed calm, and guess what? Yeah. The water never rose above the top of the banks, and it never yep. flooded them. And they're like, okay, whew, we made it. Well, they don't win that's that smart. game without that fast motherfucker out there. No, and I he is smart. crazy fast.
1: He's crazy fast. And I think you're smart and I think you're dead on and in, in what they calculatedly said, Hey, let's take the temperature here ongoing. Let's not say, Oh, the baby's got a ninety nine fever, let's rush him to the doctor that she's got the flu. They they, right. they took the temperature daily and monitored. That's yep. right. No, I think you're I think that analysis is, is, is spot on by you. And, and, and he, he's he's a freak.
0: He is a freak. And he's <laughs> probably a bad dude, but I can't get into that bad dude business because I don't know dudes, you know. I mean the world's a there's a lot of bad news in the world yeah right? I mean, there's
1: a bunch of them the guy that made scott watch tv in ate standard depth
0: <laughs> he's a bad guy
1: different level but also a bad guy
0: yeah he's as he's as <laughs> he's as psychotic get this there was a story i can't believe i believe this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a story of some dude who got a hundred cell phones with data plans put them yeah. in a red wagon and pulled it across street bridges to create fake traffic jams that would appear on Google Maps because they it. use the automated system of well, here's ninety-nine people that are moving, but they're moving at two miles an hour. There must be a traffic jam I on this it. bridge. I and, love it. And people's responses were classic. One person said one person said I got ninety-nine problems, but data ain't one. It's so perfect. So, yeah, so the guy that made Scott watch the game on Standard Def, psychopath, so, bad guy, maybe not as bad as Tyree Hill, but okay, still not right in the head.
1: Different column, different column, but still ranks. Yeah. How ch- percent chances that Scott's neighbor made them watch it on Standard Def on purpose as a personal one-man joke?
0: It has to be considered. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like it'd be their style, but Gosh. something tells me you can't rule that out.
1: Are they Mashpuka? Are they part of the tribe? That's why maybe like he's like, I can't get cable, but at least I'll get. I can't get the max deal, but at least I'll get something.
0: I don't you know, know if they're Mashpuka or if they're Goyim. <laughs> But they're clearly behind the times on television. So, all right, before before we get to your behind the scenes uh, in yeah, Miami yeah. with all the, uh, uh, all, the, all, all the all the all the all uh, the the burgundy jacket crew which ed is part of 100 greatest Correct. of all time that that's so badass that the nfl sort of like star trek next generation has introduced a new color it, jacket it, it to the universe the you know <laughs> Where, you know what this is like this is like the red stormtroopers in the last star wars you're like oh fuck there's red ones now okay so all right so before we get to those stories uh yeah. shakira and j Shakira
1: crushed it. A lot of pelvis thrusting. My wife and I were watching last night as our nine and a half month old was dancing in her oh. cage slash playpen. A lot of, lot of, lot of vagina thrusting. A lot of pelvis.
0: They're both uh, so hot.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, listen. It's a listen, listen, listen. For guys like you and me, it's a binary code. It's a one or a zero. It's a yes or no. They're both big yeses. <laughs> now, taking that equation out of the out of it, those they're, they're tens. And for fifty, all I kept saying to my wife was. J Lo's fifty,
0: fifty, oh. 50. and 50. and I've always been I've always oh. been a J Lo oh guy. And Shakira, while stunning and beautiful, and, and I was saying the whole time, I'm like, who does she remind me of? And my buddy Josh was like, she reminds you of Shakira. What are you talking about? I go, no, no, no. <laughs> I said she reminds me of somebody else, and then it came to me, Alyssa Milano. Oh, she's
1: and- like an Alyssa Milano Scarlett Johansson in Avenger combo.
0: Might be, but there's somebody actually Milano, put. If you Google it, if you Google Lissa mm-hmm. Milano and Shakira, somebody has already put the pictures side by side. Very well, similar, okay. but whatever. Great features, all that stuff. So yeah, fantastic. Um, was Called it a little boogie club, which I'm not opposed to. I'm not. Uh, I'm okay with little booby club. That's fine with me. I think they call it the itty bitty titty club. Yeah, I Please get that correct. It is a podcast. You're allowed to say that?
1: You don't mind, but they have a moniker for that. If you can use it, that'd be great. All
0: right, let's let's ask this. And by the way, this is where I once again have to tell my mother, Ma, log off the podcast, Ma! Yeah. Yeah, you listens. never even
1: finished that porn story, she, uh, which kind of porn you liked. You stopped, told your mom to stop I listening, did. and then smartly didn't finish the story. Exactly. Oh, if you text me that answer off the air. Yeah, we can okay.
0: notes. Yep. <laughs> the hell I will. Then you have a <laughs> printed receipt. <laughs> no, so here's – so yeah, so uh, what do you define, question, as being a member of the club, the itty-bitty-titty club? Don't say B. B, B. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess I. I was gonna. I don't know.
1: But I was gonna say B. B or smaller, but I guess it's A or smaller. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Look, I like them all. Let's be honest. It of doesn't course. matter. I don't get anything anyway now, so it's just like everything's great. <laughs> okay. And then being in Miami for. I told my wife, I was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of beautiful women in Miami. I'm so glad to be home with you. And somehow I got in trouble for that. But uh, Interesting. you know, whatever. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you said there's so many. Shut up.
0: There's. There's so many beautiful women. That's when you were in trouble. Everything that came afterwards didn't matter.
1: Yeah, correct. And I shunned them all for you, honey. Okay.
0: So talk to me about being part of this super exclusive Mm -hmm. red jacket club.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. So the, the jackets are burgundy. Um, the commercial. So they did. We they shot that commercial in all those different areas. All those different guys. Most of that stuff wasn't in the studio. Um, so the, the the pregame commercial that led into the live action of the kid running on the field. That kid had to win a contest and apparently is like a football. He's he, been offered run.
0: by Illinois already. Yeah, at he's twelve years old. He runs.
1: We were talking about this. At, so I was at the I was at the filming of um, the tunnel shot where Ed rubs the kid on his head and, mm-hmm. and Joe Montana and all those guys are there. So I, we were there. That was in LA. We shot, they shot that at the, uh, at the LA stadium under construction. Oh. So, um, we were talking with that kid and apparently he runs like an 11 to uh, hundred or something crazy.
0: Is that good?
1: Uh, just to put it in perspective, Eddie Kennison, who played for the Chiefs years ago, you oh, probably know yeah. the wide receiver, yeah. who is a, a friend of ours. He went into the Louisiana Hall of Fame with Ed, and he coaches in some of our clinics. So we were with him in Orlando a couple weeks ago with Under Armour, and he qualified for the Olympics or was one level before qualifying for the Olympics, and he ran a 10 uh, flat. So this kid's running within like a second of world class speed at eleven year old or however the whole hell he is. Answer is yes, it's very good. Um so this kid is some sort of a football prodigy at whatever age he is. So that's how he got picked for the commercial. Um that tunnel sequence was shot in a real tunnel of the LA Stadium. So they had all the guys line up and a bunch of a bunch of um uh what what are they called? Stunt men or not stunt men, just fillers. What are actors? What are they? Yeah. Called? The extras. Extras. Thank you. A yes. bunch of extras. And and I was joking around with all the staff. I'm like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Do you think he's Joe Montana? You know, it's like Joe Montana standing. I'm like, look at this fucking guy. Who do you think you are? You're not you're not Jerry Rice. You know, I'm just busting everyone's chops there. Um, But, yeah, that was that was really neat to shoot that and, and have all the Hall of Famers uh, in the same trailer. So. Uh, We were getting dressed with um, Anthony Munoz and Brett Favre and Dion and Larry Fitzgerald. Larry and I shared a cab to the – or a cab – a limo to the airport after the commercial shoot. We got the heck out of Dodge. Um, But Brett Favre would not stop. He was talking stories on the bus. Wow. So the, the way they had it set up was we had all these campers and all these little rooms for the players to get dressed and get ready and mix and mingle. But then we had to take a shuttle bus. Because the connect, the stadium's not connected yet around to the other parking lot. Right. In into the underbelly of the stadium, and we all had to wear hard hats and go to the staging room <laughs> and the, the lights went out, the right. power went out. Because if, if a steel girder
0: if a steel girder from the new uh, SoFi stadium falls
1: my plastic hard hats. Yeah, that hard hat, you'll be fine. No problem. You'll wipe, yeah, rub it right me. off. <laughs> we had to they they literally, including myself, they, they ordered everybody's special order um Steel-toed shoes. We had to wear steel-toed shoes. Get out! But for, I mean, whatever. No, it's weird. It's so weird. I left them. They're disgusting, ugly shoes. <laughs> um, Mike Munoz, Anthony Munoz's son, got an actually really cool pair of shoes who works for the Hall of Fame and David Baker, who okay. we will talk about here in a moment if you'd like. But Favre was telling story after story after story about you know, the old time guys and talking with Barry Sanders about this guy they used to play with and oh, that guy yeah. they played against and it was really cool. Far was a mile a minute. Do you find um, yourself
0: do you find yourself in awe? I mean, Glenn, you not are anymore. Not yeah, I was gonna say you are you I've are orbiting so yeah. you are orbiting in a circle of rarefied stardom in football yeah. circles that many people who are listening are going to say This friend of yours, Glenn, is he full of shit? And I'm going to be like, no, he's got the photos to prove it, but whatever. Yeah, I don't even post them. I know, and some will say, (laughs) "Eh, sounds like a lucky douchebag, and I'll say, Okay, yeah. fine. People call people call my boy Ron Thomas <laughs> yeah. a, a privileged douchebag because he knows Bobby Knight growing up. I'm like, no, he's yeah. not. He's he was adopted for God's sakes, you know. It's just you know people are running these circles. So so you're at this point where you're like, this is cool, but I'm not jelly need over it.
1: No, I mean like we coach with Dion in the Under Armour game, so I spent a week with Dion in Orlando and Ed, you know, was one coach and Dion's the other, and then we saw him you know five days later in L.A. and he's like, what's up, G? I'm like, hey, Dion, you know, and talking to Anthony Munoz because I've become friends with his son because his son works for the hall of fame over the last couple of years I've been building a relationship with them and you know I spend a lot of time around that obviously you know yeah. every day that I'm not home with my daughter and um you know Peyton I, I had you know we had a little meeting uh Friday morning for the top 100 team at 8 a.m so Ed and I are in the in the meeting and I sat with Ogden and Ed and Rod Woodson and Peyton's behind this chat and you know, hey Glenn, nice to see you again. I mean, that's just you know, I, I've been working at this, you know, for 15 years. This is the right. I've, no one gave this to me. I promise you that. But no, it's no, cool. I hear you. So, what was it's the coolest? What was you. the
0: what was the coolest story that you can tell without betraying anyone's trust? Ooh, I don't know. I don't. The, I mean, I, filming the filming the
1: commercial was pretty cool. Helping Reggie Wayne with his um, Pro Football Hall of Fame stuff a little bit, although he didn't get in um i don't i don't know God. i don't i don't know let me think david baker your boy knows me on a first name basis listen. hey glenn good to see you how are you
0: listen um, i don't want to get into that I, I think, you hate you hate him i love uh, it I, listen i don't want to get it with you because you're close to it and you have important I can text
1: your cell phone number no, Three no, way. No. you want a three-way <laughs> no.
0: yeah you have it you have important you have important no. connections here's my thought on the hall of fame yeah first yeah. of all it's an they impo- left too
1: many guys in this year well, way too many
0: guys that's what Dion said
1: I agree with him a thousand percent.
0: Did any one of the of the red jacket club or maroon or wine mm, colored jacket club burgundy. say? Did they say wine's
1: probably right?
0: Yeah, it's 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 a it's definitely a sort of a fruity looking red. Uh, <laughs> did anyone did any one of those guys say? Man, there's a lot of hall of famers now.
1: No, but I think that was an underlying. That's a good question. I think that's an underlying sentiment that there might be a couple too many, but they understood like the promo. I mean, listen. Everyone knows that the Hall of Fame is on the come up, and they're trying to promote, and that's the David Baker story. That's the 20 guys in 2020 and getting some old vets in. Um, No one said it. I mean, Dion said it, and I don't think a bunch of guys disagreed. I'll say it that way. Um, The one thing I will say is that Steve Hutchinson's wife, to me, is the number one overall pick of wives in this year's class. Why? Um, She's just stunning. She's hot? Oh, yeah. (laughs) My wife, by the way, thought that Ryan Tannehill's wife was not that good looking at NFL honors.
0: So I, d- you know what? I, I gotta be honest. That's... I'm with her on that. Wow, that's she's, crazy talk. To me, she's a she is a off- sleepy eyed.
1: Is that why?
0: <laughs> she's an off the rack blonde, blue eyed gal. Okay, oh, she's All right. she's she's very off the rack. Let's see, Landon Hutchinson. Landon Hutchinson. You say she's hot. Oh, yeah. hi uh-huh. now. She's, hey now, She now. She's kind of got she's kind of got Hannah Storm teeth. She's Viking
1: got, warrior princess.
0: She's got small teeth, which is okay. She looks like an athlete, by the way. She, yo, man, let me tell you, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. So here's the thing. You, I got I got a story for
1: all you. Right, one, I got one for all right, you. But can oh, I just go, go. get
0: my Hall of Fame shot off, and then you can get your story? Number Please. one, number one. The Hall of Fame in, in pro football they they are tasked with something impossible to begin with. I'll give that to them as a concession. That said, what I would do is you'd blow up this committee that deliberates because they actually kept track of how many minutes were spent deliberating each candidate, and they were wildly different. There was like 50 minutes spent deliberating Steve Atwater and only about 12 (laughs) minutes on Leroy Butler. And right. you can't have a, a legitimate process with that in case the standards are all I over the you place as to how that goes. Well, I don't want to hear it. I'm just telling you what I do with the committee. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> you blow up the committee, you shoot it into the sun, and you, and you stop doing it. You You hand out a significant number of additional votes from people that deserve them, former players and coaches that are going to put some study into it. And totally. you let them submit their ballots a la baseball, where there's no discussion, there's no preening, there's no peacocking. Nobody's trying to burnish their resume that they're all a Hall of Fame voter. That's bullshit. And then you tell David Baker, you can still be part of whatever it is you do, but we're not going to drag people here and put them in hotels and then have them wait for your knocks oh, and you a get tough on spot. camera. That's um, a tough spot because, because guys are
1: waiting with their families in there, and exactly. yeah, that's a tough spot. I, I mean Ed – so so Ed sat in Reggie Wayne. So people don't know this. Ed Reed and Reggie Wayne were college roommates. They're both from Louisiana, didn't know each other until they went on a recruiting visit to LSU together, and Ed was asleep the whole time at the visit. And Reggie's like, who in the hell is this guy? <laughs> so <laughs> – because Ed didn't want to go to LSU. And Reggie had only seen Ed on TV on Friday night, you know, oh, yeah. Saturday morning highlights on TV, being like, damn, I had, you know, 200 yards and three touchdowns. 36, like on-
0: 36 minutes in, Glenn Yunus has delivered a good gem now that Ed yes. Reed slept through his LSU recruiting visit with Reggie Wayne. Go.
1: And Reggie, and Reggie Wayne's like, who the hell is this guy? You know, I only <laughs> saw him on highlights on TV taking the spotlight away from me. So they, they fast forward, they both – Reggie had verbally committed to LSU. He decommits. They go to Miami together. They're college roommates. They have the same experience exact clock radio Reggie brings in the 13 inch black and white TV and they're good to go their college roommates after they leave the dorms they get an apartment together they best friends forever since then okay Ed and Reggie lives in South Florida Reggie spent the whole week with us this past week and Ed was in Reggie's room Saturday afternoon waiting on the knock from David Baker the knock never comes they give you a phone call if you don't get the knock and Ed decides to stay with Reggie that night and not go to the NFL honors to stay with his best friend, to be with him and his family. There's no, your inside
0: nugget. No way. Yeah. Cause, cause Reggie was kind of distraught, huh?
1: I know he was okay. Okay. He wanted to be with his, he wanted to be with this guy. And so, I think that's sweet. Like there's still, you know, yeah, that's the, cool.
0: So in other words, so in other words, the process, which is cruel to those who don't make it cost totally. the cost, the NFL honors, a showcase show, a star in Ed Reed, because otherwise he would have gone. If, and if before the Steve Super Bowl Harvey happened twice yeah, be- in the show, what do he say? <laughs> for
1: he goes, you know, he was talking about, you know, Ronnie Lott and Ed Reed hitting so hard. And then he talked about something else clinchers. And he had looked he apparently he went around the audience looking for him. But they didn't cut they cut that out. Oh. They didn't mention him twice.
0: Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> How was
1: Steve Harvey at that thing? I think Steve Harvey's the funniest. He's the best. He takes no mercy on anybody. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. He's He was great. I like um, him. I like him as well. <clears throat> All right. So, so here's enough, Here's one last one for you.
0: Yeah, because I've got your theme music coming out. It's NFL Thursday Night Football. Great. You like this a little bit better? Okay. I do.
1: I had an opportunity to present a quarterback in the mid-Atlantic region with an opportunity at the McDonald's commercial that you saw on Sunday who uh, politely declined for reasons unknown. So I, I knew what, I knew. one of the commercials was coming, and I had a chance to broker a deal for it. Good for you. That's what comes across my plate, my friend. I'll all tell right. you the rest of the story off the air because it's hysterical.
0: All right. Awesome. Glenny, you're the best, buddy. I'm glad you're back from Miami. Be nice to your wife. She missed you for a week, and we'll talk again soon, all right? Zabe Cast, glad to be on. Thanks, buddy. All right. I'll well, see ya. <laughs> I got a text today from somebody saying, you know, I love your boy Ron, but man, talking all these stories about the time that Bobby Knight yelled at me for not calling my dad sooner and he said he comes off as a douchebag. I'm sure some people are going to, you know, who don't know Glenn are going to say, God, he sounds like, but he's the real deal. And Glenn is exceptionally humble about where he is. And what he is doing. And I think it's pretty cool that he helped broker that deal for Ed Reed. To be the next. Or to be the chief of staff at Miami. Which could be a new position. And it for certain programs and certain players. It could work out perfectly. Let's end on this today. Lower Marion's first home game since Kobe Bryant's death. Saw Bryant's high school jersey. Which had been hanging in a framed display on the end wall of the gymnasium, up until 2017, at which time it was stolen and then bought by a collector in China, the jersey, the actual Kobe Bryant Lower Marion jersey, was returned and put back up in its rightful spot. Pretty amazing stuff. Pretty soon... As this thing is a week old with Kobe, there will be memorials and an actual funeral, and that's going to generate a whole new round of media. Monday, it was it struck me, and I'd mentioned this to somebody, I said, man, all we talked about today was Shakira and J-Lo's booty and this and that and the game and who's at fault. And it was like, oh, yeah, Kobe Bryant and uh, his daughter – And seven other souls still passed away a week ago. That is the harsh reality of life is that it does go on and that people do turn their attention. And it's not the last we'll hear about this or it's not the last that people will mourn Kobe Bryant and those others. It's just the fact that there's only so much oxygen in the media room sometimes to talk about these things. All right. Thanks for being patient. I thought that was a good run tonight with Glenn, and that was a one-take all the way through 41 minutes of fun talking about the game, Miami, and a bunch of other stuff as well. And maybe uh, Scott Lynn can get that 13-inch black-and-white TV that Ed Reed watched when he was on a recruiting visit to LSU when he wasn't asleep. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks so much for listening and downloading. Have yourself a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time.